welcome to the Game Over Screen, the podcast on the Mercury Movie Blog Network, where we talk about all things video games, what we've been playing, the news of the week, all the good stuff. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, starting off with the person who's actually here every week. Hi, Tyler. Good, good, good. Wow. Game Over Screen. Good, good, Game Over Screen. We just sent Brendan to the Game Over Screen with that comment. And Continue? I mean, a great screen with that <laughs> one, if anything. Yeah, wow. Make- <laughs> Making his triumphant return to the game over screen is Brendan. Hi, Brendan. How's it going? Hi. I'm, well, I would say well, but I just got eviscerated <laughs> by you there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm well, I guess. Well, I'm glad to hear it. It didn't seem too glad, but okay. No, you know, it is what it is. How are you guys? How's everything going? How is it? How How is your week in gaming? What, what's... What's going on? Without before talking about the actual games, uh, uh, Tyler, are you still getting like totally fucked over by Animal Crossing? Should we just jump into that? Uh, not as fucked as you would think. Okay, well, that's good. well then, why don't you hit us with Tyler's Animal Crossing report? All right, so uh, Animal Crossing uh, this week has been going pretty okay. Uh, I got my turnip prices real early. I think I sold them at like a hundred and twenty-five or maybe a hundred and fifty something. It's an okay price. I made a profit. I'm about 500,000 bells just in my pocket right now. Okay. What's still pretty like? poor. Uh, I'm still like two mil in debt. <laughs> so, uh, I got a way to go. But, uh, our friend, uh, from the, from the Answer Report podcast Discord, uh, Corinne or Corinne. Oh, our, yeah. Sent me a Discord link, uh, Ooh. to a place where people will let you come to their island and, uh, spend your terms there. Oh, that's awesome. And they're, uh, they're in, they, some of them have entry fees that aren't too demanding. Uh-huh. Like maybe three Nook Miles tickets. That's fine. I don't, I don't use my Nook Miles for anything because I don't go anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, I could, I could utilize that. Maybe, maybe I'll stop getting fucked, you know? <laughs> maybe. Uh, other than that, Nothing else has changed on my island. I think I'm done decorating it, and so I just kind of go around and check off all the stuff I have to check. Right now, I'm looking for a uh, what's called a zap suit. Oh, okay. Okay. Which, if you see my screenshots on Twitter, it's it's exactly like the red suit I'm wearing. It's like a Power Rangers s kind of suit. Oh, okay. Uh, but I want one that's black. Okay. Because uh, yeah. it's just a cooler color, and plus I already have the red. Red Ranger cat on my island. There can't uh, be two reds unless it's Time Force. So that's never- that's Animal Crossing, really. Uh, decorated my house some more. Uh, last well, week, last week I ranted about uh, Red coming to my yeah, island after thirty six days. I want I want to read this quote uh, from <laughs> you because you wrote in our in our group chat in our Discord <laughs> chat. You wrote today at nine in the morning, nine forty one in the morning Eastern time. You wrote, Red is here. Oh, no, I'm going to kill myself right in time for the podcast. So, <laughs> and, then, so and then, wait, uh, Brendan responded, uh-oh, and you responded, I got griefed right when my week was going okay. So what happened? So uh, last week I, I ranted about Red and how he hadn't showed up for 36 days, which is very long. Uh-huh. And uh, he sells the art. And, you know, he sells fake art and real art. So last week he finally showed up and all of his art was fake. And that's fucked up to do to someone, Red. Yes. yes. And uh, so I bought a piece of fake art. It's in my office now as a reminder of, of the time I got griefed. Uh, and then he showed up today 
Uh, and uh, guess what? All your art was fake again. It was <laughs> it was fake again. That's a ten percent chance. It's way too high for that. And uh, so I bought another piece of art that's gonna go in my office again. And uh, it's just not great. I have uh, the museum started like April twenty third, I believe, was with the update. Yeah. Since then, in order to initiate Red coming to your island regularly, or as as whenever the fuck he wants, I guess, <laughs> uh, you have to buy a piece of art off of him. The art he he sells you at the start is always going to be genuine. It's always a real piece of art, and then you give it to Blathers, and he puts it in the museum. So that that's one guaranteed piece of art. I bought another piece of art from Red that was genuine, and then the other two times he's shown up, it's been fake. Yeah, and I was going to say, because you said it had been like a month since you'd seen him last week, and then the next week he shows up again? Yeah. And like two weeks in a row after not being there for like a month, and both time he shows up, he's only there to fuck you? I, I think I, I think something's got to happen to Red. I think it's time that... <laughs> I, think, I think it's time he meets Tom Nook in a dark alleyway. I just... You know, I'm not... You know what? I don't know. Uh... Uh, I think the only other piece of genuine art I've gotten was uh, my one of my villagers randomly sent me a piece of genuine art. That's how bad it's got. <laughs> that they feel pity that they have to send me art. <laughs> Do you think somebody at Nintendo is just sitting back and laughing right now? Do I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I don't want to say something that's you know too controversial, but maybe if I like, what if I like change my skin tone in the game? So, do you think they they treat me a little better? Damn! <laughs> Damn! I don't know, dude. I gotta try all the options. Yeah. You know, you you gotta explore your options, see what's what. I I I do like the idea though that there is a Nintendo agent for every Animal Crossing player, and yours is just like some high schooler that's only working like part time and he's just mad at the world and he's like I'm going to take it off on this or take it out on this stupid american yeah you know he he's all mad because covid happened and is missing out on his nintendo internship so they're just like here watch this guy play animal crossing so he logs on his laptop every morning and he goes oh tyler you want to get some art today no it's not no, going to happen no. what do you want no. your what do you want your prices to be well they're going to be shit He's single-handedly rewriting the code for the free I've gotten good prices game. once, and it's such a shame. All my friends pity me. It's... <laughs> even even the AI Islanders pity you. Like, it's just not a great. They time. shouldn't feel pity. You are you're you're single-handedly advancing robot AI. When I bought <laughs> Animal Crossing, I was like, you know what? I barely played New Leaf, which was like right before New Horizon came out. And it's just gonna be a, a good relaxing game to sit down and and, and just <laughs> chill out. And it's been it so stressful. The most it's stressful <laughs> experience of your life. <laughs> and then I, I owe my friend. She paid off one of my house uh, upgrades. Oh God! I, I don't know when she's gonna come break my legs because she says <laughs> I'm gonna have to owe her a favor down the line, but oh, she didn't no. say what it was. <laughs> good Lord! Yeah, You're sooner just... or later she's gonna be like, hey. 
uh, I need your help. We need to, uh, you know, she's going to have you do like an art heist and she's just going to be stealing your art, <laughs> your genuine good art. And then you, you'll be like, wait a minute, this is mine. And then she just pistol whips you in the back of the head. You wake up and everything's gone. You're back to your tent and you're 30 <laughs> trillion bells in debt. Jesus. She's just going to send you a note with coordinates on it. And when you oh, get there, it's just going to be a body and she's going to, she's going to be like, take care of this. <laughs> I don't know. An extra shovel laying on the ground. Yeah, (laughs) not even a good shovel, a flimsy shovel. Just a piece of crap. Toy shovel, little plastic toy shovel. But uh, that's Animal Crossing. Hopefully, (laughs) you know Sunday's coming up. I gotta buy some new turnips. I got plenty of money to do so. Gonna see if I can capitalize on some of these deals people are throwing out. I hope so, for your sake. Because God. (laughs) But uh, once I pay off my house, uh, I, I'll stop stressing so much. Well, on that note, we're going to move on because I, I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel like it's a good thing for us to be dredging up uh, Tyler's trauma. I don't know if he needs Just to. Just don't think about the life. death of my Animal Crossing villager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to move into the Destiny rundown. Brendan and I have both played a. Uh, a little bit of Destiny this week. I, I actually, Brendan is the only time you logged in for to play Destiny the same time I logged in to play Destiny, which was the dungeon last night. Little bit, I think. I, I it's been a, it's been a little bit. I mean, well, no, well, this week I think so, yes, but also within the last two weeks I've done a couple raids. Well, yeah, I, I, I talked about the raids we've done um, on the show. Okay, so yeah, I um. But this week specifically, I don't think that we've no played the a whole only. Lot. Excuse me. Yeah, no. The only um, the only Destiny I have played so far this week has been when we did Prophecy the other night. Yes. Um. So last night we did do the the new dungeon. Brendan had already done it. This is my first time doing it, and uh, I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. there was some really cool stuff about it. I will say I did not like it as much as I like Pit of Heresy. And that was my thing, too, is that going through and doing it the first time, it was cool. I liked the big open sort of, like, wasteland area or, or like, the with all, like the sandy dune area. That thing is pretty cool. It's got phenomenal level design, but I still – it's just something about Pit of Heresy. Like, that first time we I read it, it was so good. I don't think the encounters in yeah. Prophecy are as fun as the encounters in Pit of Heresy. And also – the one thing about Prophecy that I will give it above anything else in the game, I think it's one of my favorite things in Destiny 2, is that Sparrow section. Yeah. That place is awesome. That, that place is on, really cool. You're essentially on a, like a, like a speeder, like an airspeeder, a little motorcycle, Tyler. and It's you've real got pod this, racing. Yeah, you've got this big open space and just like ribbons that you ride on that do like loops and you have to go from one track down. It's like you're racing Hot Wheels cars. Across okay. the Essentially, it's what it is, yeah. Uh, because you have, like, these big orange ribbons, and it's this big open area, and you've got snipers shooting at you. I wonder if I can uh, find a picture of the Sparrow section to kind of show you it. Um, this kind of, this kind of, you can kind of get an idea of it from this. But it's this big open area with, like, a bunch of pyramid buildings, and connecting them are a bunch of ribbons, pretty much. And you have to ride your Sparrow along the ribbons, and they crisscross, and they do, like, loops, and they, it, it's interesting. Like Rainbow Road? 
A little yes. bit, actually. Yes. A little bit. It is a little bit. Like Rainbow it's Rainbow Road. It's Rainbow Road. 150, it's 150cc mirror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that place is really cool. I just really like the encounters in... Because, like, the... the... My, my thing is, is that I feel as though... Like, for me, at least, it was like, I probably... I mean, I like the level design of Pit of Heresy per, me too. better, personally. Yeah. I just love that sort of... Just how dark and, like, just yeah. fucking horrifying it is. As compared to going to Pit of Heresy... Or, I'm sorry, not Pit of Heresy. Uh, Prophecy, which is just vaporwave.exe. Um, it's fun. So, I mean, they're fun, but I feel like it's just that I know Pit of Heresy better. And the thing with Pit of Heresy, and that's something I have noticed with the way destiny does some stuff or Bungie specifically does some stuff is like those, the things that are higher, like light level requirements, they won't have as many enemies, but they're all hell of a lot stronger. So if you look at prophecy, it's like those hobgoblins were basically two shotting, if not one shotting you and the enemies were really strong. And then they would spawn in the taken scions and they would just duplicate and duplicate and duplicate as opposed to going to like pit of heresy where it's like, yeah, they'll have a lot of enemies that they just throw at you, but they're not really that hard to kill. They just have strength in numbers is all that is. So it's like, oh, okay, I can just kind of get some distance, mow them all down, no problem. Whereas Pit of Heresy, you're kind of in this room where there's lots of shadows and stuff, so you can't see where there's, like, cracks in the floor where you can just fall through and die. It's so cool. And the and the and I think even if you look at it, like, at a one-to-one level, right? So mm. Pit of Heresy opens with that really cool, like side of the cliff puzzle where you have to get these runes like to open the door. Like I, I think that's way cooler than banking boats to open some doors. Yeah. Right. If you go encounter by encounter like that to that, I prefer the opening encounter of Pit of Heresy. I yeah. prefer the, the only part of prophecy that I prefer over Pit is in terms of, I prefer the speed, the sparrow section mm-hmm. over the jumping puzzle area. And yeah, yeah, but that, that that bit sucks. The every other part, sucks. every other part, like the room that rotates, I didn't like that over the ogres section in Pit. Yeah, I like the final boss of Pit more than I like the final boss of Prophecy. I just, if you look at the it Zulmac, in a one to one, you like yeah. Zulmac better than the Keleko. I think it's a cool fight. Uh, no, it is a cool fight. Cool I fight. I do like that. I mean, I do like. The Pit of Heresy, you know, fighting the Kale Echo, I feel like it's a little more annoying just because it has that big wave attack that hits you, and then it just throws you all the way back. Then you get the Dark Entropy debuff, which you have to stay close, so you kind of have to keep moving. But the thing is is that, like, once... Like, I've done probably Pit of Heresy about maybe four times now. Well, sorry, not Pit of Heresy, Prophecy. I'm going to keep mixing those up for some reason. Probably, Um, sorry. Yeah, I've done Prophecy about four times by now, I'd say. Maybe like three or four times. So I know how to do it, and I know what weapons are good for it. Yeah, I, I still prefer Pit. You know, I, we're both on that. Prophecy is cool. Um, I do like the gear you get from Prophecy a lot oh, better. Yeah, just because yeah, you can get the Dido set or the Coda set, as sick. opposed to just the Dreambane set. What is cool is that you are guaranteed to get what is it, like a, a curated or masterworked role at the end of Pit of Heresy. Like you're guaranteed one of those. So whether it be like the helmet, gauntlets, chest, boots, mark, whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, they're both fun, but I definitely have to say I put Pit above Prophecy. Uh, I agree. I guess I think that's where it comes down is I, I would tend to agree with you on all of those points. And we really don't have anything else to talk about with Destiny except for one thing, which is that... 
Destiny yes. 2 Beyond Light, the expansion, which was slated to launch in September, I think September 20th, was that when it was going to come out? Yeah, I believe it was September, it was sometime September, I think it was yeah. the 20th. Yeah, it yeah. has now been delayed to December 10th? No, November 10th. November well, 10th, okay, I thought it was yes. December, okay. Yeah, it's being delayed, it's been delayed to November 10th, which means that the season of Arrivals will now run, instead of running to September whatever, it'll also run to November 10th. And uh, just working at home on the DLC has been difficult to say the least for them, and they yeah. said we need more time on this. So, which I'm you know, and that's, I'm fine because it's what a month that yeah. it's getting pushed back. Which yeah. is, it's like a little less. It's not even really a month. It's a little less than a month. It's but a little over rather... a month. Well, no, a month would be to the end of October. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, so my, it's a little bit over the month. It's not quite two months. No. But, you know, I'd rather them take yeah. their time to make sure everything's, like, fine-tuned. And I hope, I hope to God the servers are better by then. Because especially yeah. with this new season, been the servers bad. has it's been, been bad. horrible. Especially day one, it was really bad when yeah. everybody, because everybody just started playing. You had to get in a freaking queue to freaking play. So, um, yeah. I'm not too upset about it. I mean, I haven't even pre-ordered it yet, so... Me neither. And honestly, there's a lot of stuff going on this season, and there's a lot of stuff going away when oh. the new one starts. So, like, I'm... I'm it just cool gives us more, more time. time, yeah. Yeah, I need more time to do this. I was feeling stressed. Uh, yeah. about I was a little stuff. worried, because it's like... I actually... Like, I need two more triumphs to get bad juju. I'm at 16 out of... Oh. No, you, no, you already have it. You finished yeah. that, like... I mean, I need two more triumphs. I need two more triumphs for the shirt. Yeah, I need four more for that. Um, but it's also like there's some things, like I want to get the dread, uh, the dredging title, which I actually need to do three more things for that. But, um, you know, but it's also like I want to farm some of the raids too. Like Kranosaur is going away. I want to try and get Terabo, which is a raid exotic for that. I want to get that. Um, sometime I want to get you know that, but you know before it goes away. So, Menagerie is also going away is it not uh i believe so yes that's fine by me i'm not really a big fan of menagerie to be honest but yeah uh yeah i think that's the destiny rundown for this week i think yeah. that's about it uh we, yeah not really too much to say just because we don't no. really play much <laughs> no so the big thing that just came out last night at midnight yes the big thing we're going to be talking about now i, I wrote down some notes here about how i felt as you guys can see I see uh, gonna... what was that nothing keep going okay <laughs> uh, so ghost of tsushima released today yes at midnight uh let's just go ahead let's how how much have people played starting with you tyler uh, I played the least out of everyone. Uh, I played up until you fight this guy, and uh, I woke up on a beach, and then, and then I like kind of walked up to find the girl I'd been walking with earlier, and then we hid from some guys on horses because there's a lot of them, like I don't know, like, yeah, yeah, like twenty five guys, yeah. and uh, and that's about where I, I stopped and and stopped playing for the night, and I haven't played today. So, I played today because I was waiting for my physical copy. I have played the second and most amount of the three of us. I'm in the middle. I played for about three and a half hours, I'd say. I got mm -hmm. my copy 
right before four. So by the time I think I started playing around four and then I did yeah. stop to eat dinner. So I think all around, you know, we record this at eight. I think it was about three and a half, maybe three hours, 45 minutes, something like that. I've been yeah. playing. Brendan, how long have you been playing? A couple minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually was up. I stayed up and I waited and I literally watched the like last, I think two minutes countdown on my PlayStation and I started playing at midnight and I played until about like 3 a.m. And then I got up today, um, did some stuff, and then I've been playing for the, probably the last like five hours. <laughs> so I do want to jump back to Tyler because, Tyler, you've played the least. So I want to know first from you, what, okay. what are you feeling so far on the game? Just an hour or so into it. Yeah, uh, I like it so far. It's a little slow, but I don't mind that. I've I've played slower opening games. It's about uh, to open up real big. I'll tell you, like, uh, it, it opens up real big and like very soon after that. But yes, it uh, is very real roadie at the beginning. Got to get better at parrying. I'm playing a normal. <laughs> huh. I'm playing okay. a bit baby mode. Well, of course you are. I'm, course, I me. assumed already. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what, that's exactly what, uh, one of our friends and I last night, cause he, we had been playing Destiny and he was kind of on the fence about it. I was like, well, I'm going to just chill and wait. He goes, you know what? Screw it. So he bought the game. So I started loading it up cause I had already put preloaded everything. I was like, hmm, what difficulty should I play on? And he just goes, him and I at the same time, we both go hard. He goes, yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> He's like, you're not Sean. You're going to play on the hardest difficulty. He's like, that's a fair point. <laughs> I'm going to play on bitch baby mode and I'm going to have fun. Uh, Parrying is something I gotta get better at. Uh, it's I was doing very difficult. To do. I was doing very fine in the tutorial for it, and uh, once it came to doing it out in the <laughs> field, uh, uh-huh. kept getting hit. Haven't died. Uh, did get caught though during the like the opening stealth section. Really? Where she climbed up the she climbed up the uh, uh, yeah. the house, and I I I ran a little bit ahead of her, so I didn't see what she did. And uh, the guys were like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, nothing? <laughs> There's no one here. <laughs> I'm a figment of your imagination. But I like it so far. Uh, it's still not, you know, none of the mechanics have really opened up yet. No. Uh, but I like just walking into a place and going, hey, fucking fight me, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Brendan, with you have the most amount of time in the game, what are your thoughts? I am absolutely loving this game. When I first started playing, it was a little jittery and there was some the stuff stuff wasn't quite like loading in right, but then I'd say probably about like fifteen to twenty minutes in when I was playing, then I got the notification saying Ghost of Tsushima is installed. So I was like, Oh, okay, it was probably just some last little like update stuff that it was doing. But since then I haven't really had any issues with frame rate problems uh any graphical problems there was some of the beginning cutscenes, like the facial animation was a little off but it has now since fixed itself and uh something i did find in the settings which was pretty cool is you have a option if you have a ps4 pro that you can toggle for better frame rate or higher yeah. resolution which i thought was pretty cool yeah um so i just have mine on the higher resolution because like i don't want it to drop frame rate because it might ruin things but I absolutely love this freaking game. It is gorgeous. 
It is so much fun. I've been having an absolute blast with it. The story so far is pretty good. Everything about this game so far I've just been having an absolute blast with. Um, the photo mode, I cannot get over. It is phenomenal. <laughs> the photo has one of the coolest things I've seen in a video game, which is a tracking camera. Yeah. You... You'll have to play around with that, Tyler, because what you can do yeah. is you can set positions, and then it'll play this animation with the different positions where you put the camera. So it'll do almost like this big panoramics, like shot or whatever it's so cool yeah that's so pretty neat yeah, yeah you can set camera positions in a certain order and then the camera will move from position to position to make the shot it's very cool um so yeah, i wrote I down a, a bunch of screenshots that i really want to share <laughs> <laughs> uh i wrote down a bunch of stuff uh that i'm just gonna kind of hit none of it is spoilers we're not gonna talk spoilers no no we're not gonna talk spoilers i no. no overall we'll just talk basics of like what we thought of the game yeah this is just kind of things in the game that i appreciated just while playing around in the game um the first thing i noticed was the final the facial animations in cutscenes in cutscenes specifically that first one with the the grandson of genghis khan mm -hmm. uh his face looked incredible oh, during yeah. that cutscene. Oh yeah, yep. It's it's really good. <laughs> and you can see like the little beads of sweat going down the mat, the the other the samurai's uh, forehead whenever mm -hmm. it cut back to him. The way the way every conversation is filmed is very much like a uh, a movie. In fact, mm -hmm. the game feels very much like a movie or TV show when it comes to the more story quest. When you're doing, like, a random side thing in the world, it's not so much, but, like... So, this is something I want to touch on. The gameplay loop for questing is very interesting. Because I was riding my horse, and I came across two Mongols that were about to kill somebody. So mm -hmm. I, I challenged them, I cut one of them down, I killed the other one. And I cut the prisoner free, and the prisoner was like, I heard about this, like, little place that's being... This is happening here, and... This person is there, and they might need your help. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm, it's just down the road. I, it popped up on my map after I talked to this person. I went there, and then as soon as I talked to the person, like, a name appeared on the screen. Like, a title for the quest. As mm -hmm. if, like, it was the beginning of, like, a movie. Like, a title card. And then, yeah. you know, I went through the quest. I did this stuff. And then at the end of it, it displayed the title of the quest again. And it's very cool how the story quest... First of all, it's very cool how you can encounter them. How it's just... You're just riding through the world. You come across a prisoner. You cut them free. And they're like, hey, I heard about this thing. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go check that out. Like, that has happened multiple times while I have been playing. Where I will just come across somebody and they will send me to a quest. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, we said the combat feels really good. I, I, I agree 100%. The combat is really good. One thing I wanted to touch on... So this isn't really spoilers because Tyler, you've already experienced flashbacks. Right? Mm -hmm. You've had a couple, yeah, one or two. The way that the way they do those, I think, in my opinion, I think they are kind of cool. So here's the thing I noticed I loved about, especially the beginning flashbacks, is how mm. much cleaner and almost ethereal the flashbacks yeah. are. Like yeah. they're very bright, and like especially the contrast of you see Jin in like that opening cutscene where he's like he's it's like it's on the beach and it's all muddy and dirty and it's dark and it's all really bad and then the flashback cuts to like this really bright like flowery like 
it's under a big bright tree and it's this big you see, I like, like the, the colorful fields in the back yes. and the flowing petals. And... Yeah. And that's a common thing throughout any flashback that I've encountered so far, which has been a handful, is the world always seems so much brighter then. And I love that, like, I love that contrast between the, the, yeah. the flashbacks in the present day and the way they're presented. Um, I like the shrines. They're these little things that you find in the world. Uh, yeah. What I like about them is that it very easily could have been Assassin's Creed where, like, you just climb up a building and then, oh, look, you did it. Good job. But, like, it's more complicated but, but than that, but it's not too complicated. Yeah. Like, it's got a little bit of, a little bit of thinking involved, but it, at least the first one that I ran into wasn't too difficult, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Bears will fuck you up. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. gonna say. Bears will fuck you up. One of them grabbed me by the leg, swung me around, and flung me into a tree. So oh, yeah. uh that happened. Uh and then I am gonna nitpick some things just because first impressions not not everything's gonna be positive, right? Like, and that's kinda I feel like if there is some things that I think are uh a little frustrating, I'm gonna talk about them. Yeah. The biggest thing is the horse getting on and off. Uh, drives me crazy. To get onto the horse, you use R2, because R2 is like your main interact button with the mm -hmm. environment, which is weird to begin with, but whatever. You get on the horse with R2, and then you use circle to dismount, or or uh, not square, but that should be uh, cross or X. Circle to dismount, and uh, cross to, or X, whatever. Uh, I keep wanting to say cross, because I feel like it should be a shape, since they're all shapes, but it's not a cross, it's an X. It's an, um, oh, an, X, an X is a shape. Yeah. You know what I mean. Some people yeah. call it cross and they're wrong. It's an X. Yeah, yeah. It's no, an, it X. an X. Um, but the X, X to jump off the horse. So I will constantly like try to hit R2 to get off the horse or something because that's how I got on the horse. And mm -hmm. then I'll, I'll be like, nope, it's not that. Or I'll hit X or circle to get onto the horse and you can't do that. You have to hit R2 to get onto the horse. So that's really frustrating me at the moment, but I think I'll get used to it. Yeah, they should make yeah, the interact it's, button it's, X. Yes. I, it, R2 it, is it such a weird interact button, right? It, it takes a little getting used to. At first, I was like, oh, this is a little weird. But after playing for a little bit, I I don't even mind it. I'm just like, okay. Getting, I'm getting used to it, but I... I will stand by, and I'm sure I'll get used to it as I play more. I stand by that R2 is a weird interact button. It really is, because you would expect, like, maybe some games, like, I know it's, like, square. Sometimes yeah. it's, like... like triangle? In it's usually yeah, a face yeah. button. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, triangle, especially in the Uncharted games, they use triangle a lot. Naughty Dog um, games use triangle a lot in general. Yeah. Yeah, Naughty... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't played The Last of Us. Games, yeah, so Last of know. Us uses um, yeah. But, yeah, no, so that's a really popular... One, so it is a little weird to have that. I wish you could like remap it to something. Um, I don't know if you can. I didn't look. I don't. So, I, mean, I didn't I look either. I, nothing. I, I haven't looked either, so I'd have to check. Not my main nitpick is that there's no like lock on system. Yes, yeah, I've, heard that from lock on. I've heard and, that. And that does irritate me just a little bit, just because sometimes like in the middle of combat, especially if there's like a lot of enemies around you, or if like the camera's moving, um, and you start swinging at someone, then there's like a tree in the way your view gets obstructed by this big tree or whatever. So you have to like turn the camera back around. I mean, after playing more and more, I've gotten used to it, but I would 
like there to be some sort of a lock-on feature. That would be nice, in my opinion, just so that way you don't lose track of enemies. Um, just because sometimes what will be happening is like you'll be like you'll break someone's guard, you'll be attacking them, attacking them, attacking them. They move out of the way, and you can't really see quite right, so you're just kind of swinging at nothing, yeah. and then you get stabbed in the back. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just like, okay. Um, what else? So, I have noticed. Uh, well, that... Here, on that subject really quick, I do so want to talk about that for a second, because I was actively looking to see whether I disliked not having a lock-on or not, because that was a complaint I heard before playing the game from reviewers. Mm-hmm. And what I... I, I'm fine with it for the most part. There was a couple instances where Jin wouldn't turn around yeah. to face somebody else, yeah. and that frustrated me. I'm okay and, with and, the lack of a lock-on, but I need to be able to really turn Jin, right? In, in the opening section, uh, there's a part where I, we're on the beach, we're storming the beach. Yeah, well, and, defending uh, the beach. It's being, yeah. I guess you're kind of storming it to take it back, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, uh, I kill all the guys in that area, and there's one guy there, and I'm, I'm walking towards him, but Jin won't, he won't turn around. He's walking yeah. with his back towards him. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that happens sometimes in combat, too, where it's almost like you're kind of frozen facing one way, and then you yes. have to rotate around, and I'm like, alright. That's, if, if that wasn't an issue, I'd be fine with the lack of a lock-on, it's just I need to be able to move where I'm looking better. That, but yes, it does, I was yeah. specifically looking uh, for issues with that because I'd heard about it. Um, sorry, you said you had another thing. Sorry if I totally distracted you. Um, there had been a few times with I had noticed where like you go to interact with someone and like you would go up to them and you'd hold R two, and this happened to me like once, and it was I was like next to someone on a cliff, and it kind of just like. The best way to kind of describe it was if I was, like, standing in a doorway, and then the door just pushed me along with it. So I did almost, like, this little mini cone of just, like, sweeping to the side, like... Okay. Not, like, walking, just, like, the character model was still, and it just kind of moved, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you kind of slide into place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, like, yeah, like, slide into place, yeah. And I was just like, okay. Um, So... Other that, than that, I haven't really had any real, like, technical issues. I haven't had yeah. anything go wrong so far. That's specifically what you just said about that is something I kind of want to touch on. Because one of the thoughts I had, and I'm not sure if this is exactly something that I'm... I, I don't know if this is exactly a nitpick or if it's a mm. criticism of the game. But I find this game very weird to play coming off of The Last of Us Part Two, Mostly because Naughty Dog's game have a polish to them. Right? Naughty Dog's mm-hmm. game have, and, and there's a way that they achieve that polish that is <laughs> not exactly maybe the way that things should be operating in the industry. Uh, but they do. They do have a, a, a polish to them. So going into Ghost of Tsushima, there was something like pretty early on in that stealth section you were talking about where you're like, you wake up and the Mongols are attacking the town you're in. Uh, I, I moved to a place and I turned the camera and there was like a, it was like a weapon rack and then a building and my camera clipped through the weapon rack, but didn't clip through the building. And it's just, it's a little thing. It's a tiny thing, but in the, in an, like a Naughty Dog game in Last of Us, the camera doesn't clip. <laughs> right. They, they, they do a pretty good job with that shit. So there's little things like that. Like one of the things I noticed is that if you block with your sword, it bypasses the draw animation. Mm. So if you swing your sword, it oh, will yeah. draw from your sheath out into a, like a, an arcing attack. If you block, it just appears in your hand and you go to block. 
Yeah. Uh, minor thing that happens in a lot of games, and it's forgivable in my opinion. Um, yeah. But to me, going off of The Last of Us Part Two, like that's not like when when Ellie goes to get anything in The Last of Us, she takes the backpack off, she opens it up, she rummages around inside it, and then she pulls a, an item out, like. There's just a level of polish to those games. Yeah, I mean, and, and I get that, but that could also yeah. be, like, in the same, like, sort of... And that's why I'm know, saying this isn't a criticism. It's just something yeah. that I've noticed. And it's like, you know, I I get it, you know, because also it's like, p- there are instances like that, too, where people, like, in things like that in games where people would kind of complain about those and be like, yeah, like, nitpick on that bit, or... Yeah. Especially, like, games where there's, like, a cutscene, like, a mini cutscene, like, you open a door, like, um... Like GTA Online, like you, you have a mini cutscene to open your door, then you have a mini cutscene to exit the door, then you have a mini cutscene to enter your garage, and then it's like, you know, and then you get in your car, and then it's like the, the, many things like that. It's like, yeah, it's like people could be like, oh, I hate those things; they're annoying. And then it's like same with like what you were saying last of us uh, part two, you know, like Ellie's yeah. digging around in the bag. It's like, okay, well, yeah. I don't really want to do that, but I do like. I think you know, I agree with you. It's not a a nitpick it's it's just cool because it adds it's another level of like immersion almost instead of just being like looking around and then boom i have it i do agree it's like from the one standpoint it's kind of weird it's like because instead of having to it is weird just like you just all of a sudden draw your sword you you have to draw to swing but to block you just immediately have it yeah it that is a little weird yeah it's it's just uh it's just that there are some animations that like I think you're just spoiled from, or at least I'm spoiled from having just played Last of Us Part 2. Because, like, the game is very, very, very polished. So going into this one, it just felt a little weird. But I would not say that I'm I'm, I'm saying that as a criticism. I, it's just it's something that I noticed. But, oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to cut off the Ghost of Tsushima conversation here because we got to move right. on. And we're going to be talking about this for the next couple weeks, I have a feeling. Uh, oh, yeah. Games we played this week. We're going to try to get through this a little quickly. Brendan, besides Ghost of Tsushima and Destiny, what have you played this week? I'm trying to think of what I have played. Um, so yeah, I played, you know, obviously Ghost of Tsushima, Destiny, uh, Valorant, uh, um, got deranked in comp, so that was cool. <laughs> um, I got Far Cry 5. I haven't played it yet. Yes. Been meaning to get yeah, I've been meaning well, the... to get in on that. Uh-huh. Um, God, what, I haven't really played... Uh, I didn't really play too much. I was mainly binge-watching Fire Force. Nice, nice. Nice. I need to watch that. It's very good. Uh, Tyler, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, aside from Animal Crossing and the small bit of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, I played Persona 5, which I'll save yeah. for when you talk about Persona 5. Okay. And... I played Hades. Been playing oh, back on the Hades grind. Yeah, yeah. How's that the going? Game, the game made by... Uh, shit. Supergiant? Supergiant, that's what that's what it is. <laughs> uh, they made, like, uh, Transistor. They made Bastion, yeah. Pyre. It's fun. It's a good roguelike. Uh, I'm really good with the bow because I can lame it out uh, and, and, and zone from the corner of the screen. Uh-huh. Uh and I get really far with the bow and not really far with the other weapons. But right now I'm just trying to unlock uh the gun, so not too <laughs> far not too far to go. 
trying to unlock Pokemon Gun. Pokemon Gun, the forbidden. Um... But that's a good game. Uh, it is. It's releasing soon, like 1.0. Oh, that's cool. Oh wow. Okay. And once that happens, they'll be coming to consoles and stuff. Nice. And I uh, can't wait for that. They've added so much since uh, it started as a Epic Game Store exclusive. I think it, I think it released uh, on that store the same day it was announced. It's a fun game. I'll keep playing it. All right. I The big thing that I've been playing all week, I've been no-lifing so hard this week because I wanted to get it done before Ghost of Tsushima came out, is I finished the Persona 5 section of Persona 5 Royal. So, finished off December, finished the end of Persona 5, which I think we can kind of talk about. I mean, how long has Persona 5 been out? Uh, Three years. Okay. Well, I won't talk about it (laughs) too much because I'll tell you there's already been one major change um, in Royal, but I will say that I really enjoyed the end of Persona 5. I'm very surprised that you played that game, though. Dude, I loved it. Oh, my God. I How many know. hours are you at so like so far? Do you remember? 93, I think. Okay. Okay. So I finished make, off the original Persona 5 stuff at about 93, yeah. Um, I'm going to get my first hours about 89. Okay. Then there's a bunch of new stuff in there, so, of course, yeah, a little yeah. longer. Yeah. Uh, the Final Dungeon was a little bit of CBT. A little bit of CBT. Yeah. Uh, the, those floor puzzles, I had a guide open because I said, fuck this after the first one and just looked at a guide, uh, to get through it. I really like the story. I think the writing in that game is excellent. I just, I love the ending. Did you like that, uh, final boss? I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have too, too much trouble with it. I was also playing on bitch mode. That's true. I mean, I'm also playing on beginner because uh, yeah. it gives you lots of money, and I've yeah. already, I've already logged a thousand hours in original Persona yeah. Five. I've got Fair nothing enough. to prove to anyone. Yeah, you don't have no, and neither do I. I know that I'm a bitch boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try to prove otherwise. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed everything. The Akechi twist was super fucking obvious once it happened. I was like, oh yeah, that makes well, sense. Yes, because. That's not the twist. Right? No, but I think it's still a twist. It's a At twist. Least I it's saw it as a twist. twist. I saw it as a twist. I was like, Akechi's a bad guy? I was like, not my homie Akechi. I like Akechi. Uh, no, I was always distrusting. I don't know. I kind of thought that like him and Joker were going to be like the opposite sides of the same coin and like, which they kind of are in a different they way. They are. They are, but in a different way than I was thinking. Um, where Akechi's like, no, we need to do things by the book, and the Joker's like, no, we need to get things done the way that they need to be done. But I, I don't know. I, I, I did not see the twist coming, and once it happened, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this makes so much fun. Like, I started thinking back to all the scenes, and they show the scenes again. Yeah. They're like, so spoilers yeah. if you haven't beaten original Persona Five. Akechi's fucking evil. Yeah, He's not a good person. No, He's also really, dumb, evil. But- really. That that's a twist, but the twist is that from a certain point in the game, our party members have known it's yes, it's something they say, know, and they set him up. I would still say that's not the twist in Persona Five, but that's the biggest twist in the original for me. Which is what a, they're like, yeah, here's how we set him up because we knew. I no, I think this is. Hang on, I need to make sure this is in Persona Five because. 
I think the biggest twist is something else. Um, uh, yeah, it's. I think the biggest twist is Igor. Mm. That Igor. I, I not... mean, that's a pretty good twist. Because uh, see, what happens is um, in in Japan, Igor's original voice actor died. Okay. So they replaced his voice. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's weird they replaced his English voice. His English voice actor's doing fine. Yeah. But of course, it's because that Igor is uh, not the real no. Igor. No, uh, that to me was the twist, in my opinion, uh, or uh, what I saw as the biggest twist and the biggest thing I didn't see coming was that that was not Igor. Um, the Akechi stuff, and on, uh, I feel like because we were skipping time, I was like, yeah, there's something going on. I don't know what's going on, but they don't want to show me something. I. I will sustain that I think that showing things that Joker was not present for is weird and does not make sense and is kind of lazy. I still think it's it's just for us. It, I, I get that. I if, just you, if, you constrained, if you constrain it to the narrative lens of Joker telling the story, some things are going to get kind of weird and come out of nowhere. I I agree. I just think like okay, so like scenes with Makoto and Sai, I thought like that's because Makoto told Joker about it at some point. Like that's kind of how I rationalized it in my head, and so that's why he knows about these things. Uh, they were, so that's kind of why. Like if even all this stuff with the, um Sai's boss, if they just don't in a conversation where like Sai tells Makoto some things about how he's being annoying or something. Just ways to kind of make Joker suspicious. I I felt that that didn't really work with the rest of the narrative. Uh, I'd still give what I played so far, which, I mean, there's still the royal stuff. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I think it's as close to perfect of a game as you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, I I loved it. And I loved, yeah, I loved it so much, Tyler, that I purchased something last night while waiting because I was like, I need something to do until... Ghost of Tsushima. Wait, <laughs> before you bring that up, I will say that uh, okay, as, as I'm playing the game, uh, I'm not t- I'm I'm not rushing at all. Uh-huh. Uh, but I have I did beat Futaba's Palace. At, okay, where I stopped, she just woke up and and stopped Medjed and said, "Hey, I'm the leader yeah. of Medjed." So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of mooks. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I knew that of course, but that's I'm just I'm just maxing out yeah. social links. I I maxed out on, and I'm dating her now. I maxed out to Kimmy, and I'm dating her now. Hang on a second. What's up? <laughs> there's there's some issues there, Tyler. Like what? Mm, are you just, are you dating everybody? If they give me the, I mean, the option's there. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair not enough. real life. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be a joker, not me. They're fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I have not romanced anybody because I'm waiting for Yoshizawa uh, in the second half. I just feel like that's supposed to be the canonical romance for Joker. I feel like they get along really well. Um, mm. If it was up to me, I th- or if it is up to me. But if Pro- I had done like my personal choice, I think it would have been Makoto. Pro- promotional pairings. Uh, I mean, of course, there's no canon pairing, but no, no. a lot of promotional material is usually Joker and Makoto. Okay. I think that tracks as well. I just feel like Yoshizawa, I don't know. I feel like they have a very, very... I, I don't know. I feel like their storylines seem very interconnected in a way. Probably. Uh, so I just, 
yeah, I'm waiting for Yoshi's Hour because I feel like that's what I'm going to do. And then when I play through it a second time, I'm going to do what you're doing and I'm just going to date everybody. Uh, but because I was waiting for Ghost of Tsushima and I loved Persona 5 so much, I picked up another game. I picked up Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight. Uh, it is the Persona 5 rhythm game, and I just love Persona 5 so much, and I love all these characters so much that I wanted more of them, and I wanted to listen to the music, so I bought the game, and I'm enjoying it. I, I haven't did played it all. you get the triple pack like I advised? I did. Okay, good. So, when I eventually play uh, P5, P4 Golden, I will have the P4 rhythm Persona, game. Persona 4 uh, Dancing All Night, one, has the best music in my opinion. Okay. Uh, as far as remixes and stuff go, uh, but also has a story mode that is a, exactly canon to the story. Oh, is it a sequel to Golden? Yes. Okay. Because you told me that the Warriors game is going to be a sequel to P Five. Most most Persona spinoff games are canon if they have a story. Okay. So oh. like the the DS Persona Q games are canon because they all lose their memory at the end, so it doesn't fucking matter. Uh huh. Uh, but games well, like memories at the end of Dancing in Starlight, I'd assume they're going well, to. That's why. I mean, uh, yeah, but there's said. no story. There's just interactions. It's, yeah, it's just interactions. But uh, Persona 4 Arena, Persona 4 Ultimax, and Persona 4 Dancing All Night all have story modes that are that are things that happened to them after the events of Persona 4 and Gold. I can say. Uh, that the only thing about, uh, Dancing in Starlight is that I can very clearly tell this game was not developed for PlayStation 4 because it's kind of hard to play on a, on a big screen. It is. Because the rhythm things you need to hit are on either side of my screen. And so it's kind of hard to look at everything at once. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's true. That tracks. I assume it was made for a Vita and therefore it would be on a smaller screen where you can see everything at once. The first game was these games. Or not. I don't think... I don't know well, if they even released on Starlight? Vita. Are you sure? Re- I think I looked it up. They released on Vita? Uh, I think I saw that. Dancing in Starlight? Yeah, uh, Vita. PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Um, okay, I didn't know there were some Vita games in 2018. Uh, it looks like it wasn't exclusively for Vita, so that's still not much of an excuse. I think that you probably could have redesigned that a little bit better, but I'll be... It's not, like, a big deal. I'm, I'm getting used to it. Um question i have about persona 5 stuff we were talking about persona 5 scramble and you said that it doesn't have the royal characters in it as far as i know as as i haven't, you, they I haven't watched any of the i haven't watched any of the uh like it's out in japan i haven't watched any of the uh cutscenes or anything so i don't know if they're there but as far as i know there's no scram there's no royal characters there's no yoshizawa yeah. Okay. I kind of hope that she does pop up at some point, but who knows? She might not. Uh, and that's everything for the game stuff this week. So we're going to go to break really quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about news. Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shirewolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, 
Are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SEN After Live, our SEN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian Brett and the rest of the crew talk about, the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SEN After Live channel. Talk to you then. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. We're back from the break. Listen to, the show, to those shows; they're great. Uh, we are down, Brendan. Brendan had some stuff he had to take care of. A Brendan died. So Brendan died. Uh, Tom Nook got to him, broke his kneecaps. Absent chat. Then smashes head in with a golf club. Uh, that's a reference to things that something, but I'm not going to say what it's a reference to. Uh, we got news by Tsushima. It's a ghost of Tsushima reference. You're correct. Uh, we got some news bites to go through. First of all, Tyler. Uh, there was a game that was announced this week, and I think this is going to be the streaming debut of Game Over Screen, where we're going to stream this game. We're going to stream our playthrough of this game. Because are you ready to play Gamer Girl? Yes. Um, this game feels like it seems like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. From the name alone, I don't know who thought that would be good to do. And then when you get into the actual concept of it, it seems like it's every female streamer's nightmare. Yeah. You know? The and stalker and chat and... Yeah. The some pod is disgusting. Weird. Because it, it... I don't know. I, it, I'm it still feels... tripping that she, she asked the mod if she should pick up her phone. <laughs> like, it's your phone. What it's do you... your phone. <laughs> it's not his phone. It's don't ask phone. me. <laughs> Tyler, should I pick up my phone? No. No? Okay. No. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be playing this game. Uh, PlayStation took the trailer down because it got... They did. Dislikes for the good reason, because I, I genuinely think this game is in very poor taste. I think it's PlayStation, PlayStation's YouTube uh, sometimes endorse some weird things. Remember Life yeah. of Black Tiger? No. That was a game from a, a couple years back. I don't know what year. It was a very bad game. And PlayStation was definitely promoting that game like it was 
Like it was good. No, it was like a technically bad video game. Okay, okay. Not like not like subjectively bad. It was yeah. objectively bad. Okay, okay. I just think that like this game looks disturbing in like not a good way. It be mm. I just I don't this is like a really I don't know, it feels like it's taking light of a really serious situation. <laughs> and then like, they like go to like some place at the end of the trailer. And some guy weird. some guy fucking jumps out of a corner and shit. What? It's like what is going on? Uh, apparently, I don't, I don't know how true this is. I think I was reading about it earlier in a different chat. But apparently, uh the actress like improvised her lines. What? Yeah, I I think she's also I think she's also is like co-writing the game or something like that. Okay. I feel like you'd have to be to be involved. Uh, let me see if I can scroll up real fast and see. But it's just not. It's not. It's not a good look for Sony. Uh, no. And they took it down pretty quickly. I still had the misfortune of watching it. But that's gamer Pro- provided by the writer and director behind the bunker which is another fmv kind of game okay gamer girl will come to xbox one pc ps4 xbox and nintendo switch as you adopt the role of a moderator for up and coming streamer abby cake 99 who's back online after the mysterious disappearance of her friend becky as with most other fmv experiences you should expect to find gamer girl featuring multi-branch narrative and real-time chat simulation as your role as moderator sees you controlling the stream, leveling up mod powers, guiding Abby's choices, and uncovering the threat she faces by an anonymous predator who hides in the stream's chat. Uh, that's Gamer Girl is about the impact user, user comments and actions have on a streamer's mental health and well-being. The reason why FMV Future create, create the game was to raise the issue of the toxic environment which can often appear online behind the anonymous the anonymity. Try it again. The anonymousness, which I'll say that's not a real word, but I'll say it no. of the of a username. Uh, yeah. Without giving away too much, Gamer Girl is an empowering story of a female streamer who, with the help of her moderator friend, battles the trolls and overcomes the toxic characters in her stream. It feels like it's just going to trigger a lot of people. Uh, like. Like seriously, like like it's gonna trigger a lot of people's trauma, is what it sounds like. Because that doesn't sound like a good idea. Because <laughs> I don't know, it sounds like a really bad, really. I I don't know. I I'm not on board with it at all. I think it. I think it's kind of okay. Scummy. Here, here's what I was looking for. Gamer Girl was co-written by Alexandra Burton, the lead actress who improvised the entire script. The research into the streaming content of Gamer Girl took four years, and the dev team interviewed dozens of female. Uh, female streamers. Okay. That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. Uh, I just think the entire thing is kind of gross and it's a little weird. I don't like it. Neither do I. Um, Dark Road update coming end of July. That is obviously referring to Kingdom Hearts Dark Road and that's going to be a story update. We're going to Learn some more story stuff, so I'm sure Tyler and I will have a rant at some point about that. I'm sure something will happen in it. It'll be like watch it be like watch be like uh, the first mission's like level fifty. Oh my god! 
I'm just horrified that like it's going to introduce six more characters. <laughs> uh, we'll Here's see the upperclassmen. We actually found them. Uh, Ubisoft Forward is our main topic for, for the show. We're finally getting to it. Uh, Ubisoft Forward happened this Sunday, and they showed a bunch of games. Some of them were very much not cool. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if this, this might be unfair to say not cool. Not my tea is uh, Brawlhalla. Not Brawlhalla. Super- I played Brawlhalla uh, when it was just in beta. I remember getting a code for it at a con. Uh, It's a fun kind of Smash-like. It's alright. I don't hate it, but I don't play it nowadays. Yeah, that's not my thing. It's coming to mobile on August 6th. Nice. Might and Magic Era of Chaos, which is some shitty mobile game, I assume, that probably destroyed a franchise that people really like because people really like the Might and Magic franchise. Uh, Play now and get exclusive rewards is all they said. Tom okay. Clancy's Elite Squad, which is got Sam Fisher in it, and it's a mobile game, and I'm sure that people are really upset that Sam Fisher's still it's not like in the game. It's like Sam Fisher plus Rainbow Six Siege? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, some I'm guy with face tattoos? I don't fucking... I don't know. Um, Hyperscape, Hyperscape, which is a Battle Royale game with Twitch integra- integration. I actually played around to this because it launched uh, right after the stream, mm-hmm. and it was pretty fun. Uh, I think it's got a lot of potential. I'm not sure if it reaches it right now, but it's in open beta. I'm excited to see where it goes. I watched someone play it. They they did pretty good for their first time. I think they but, won, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, the big three things are, first of all, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is releasing on November 17th. Yeah. Uh, gameplay from it. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Double shields. Double shields. That's the only reason I'm buying this game is double shields. That's that's it. That's uh, watching watching the uh, the trailer they had was fine. Uh, watching some of the impressions was gave me a, a better look at like the map yeah. stuff and yeah. some of the quests, like some of the more mythological or supernatural kind of things that could happen in uh, this game. Which I like. I like about these games nowadays is the more Mythological stuff. I know some people, it turns some people off, but like. It turns me off, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just like, come on guys, we were, we were talking to fucking Juno and Minerva and, and yeah. Assassin's Creed 2, which was these weird people, not people things. Yeah, but they were cool. No. Were they? <laughs> not really. No, uh, no they weren't really. Oh, she killed Desmond, or, well, she tricked yeah. Desmond into killing himself because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And uh, then we got like that fucking guy in Black Flag who was the maintenance man at fucking Ubisoft slash Asterco. I can't, I can't, I can't. It would make me so sad. Uh, I really loved, the, I, I really loved the modern day stuff in Assassin's Creed. I, I know I'm like the only one, but I know I'm not the only one. But I know that's the minority of people were like, I really like this modern day stuff that's happening. Uh, but I really did. Hey, uh, uh, play Watch Dogs. Okay. I will. Uh, but Valhalla looks cool. I'm probably going to end up getting it. This trailer kind of sold me on it. Mostly the double shields thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. It looks cool. Oh, I was going to get it anyways. Yeah. I mean, I was going to get it anyways because I'm Assassin's Creed guy. I have to, like, be honesty, though. Prize guest, Brendan has returned. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Brendan, you're going to join us for the tail end of the show real quick. Sure. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, what do you think of what you, you saw? You know, after looking at the trailer, uh, you know, that one 
uh, you showed me today actually looks not bad. It looks pretty interesting. Um, I was a little skills. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm tired reason I'm buying it. Of course, I was I, like the newer wave of Assassin's Creed games. I've never really. I'm not the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, my Origins, I did not like Origins. I haven't played enough Odyssey to really give it like a fair. Um, yeah, but overall, um, it does look pretty interesting, actually. So I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what else they show for it. This, that, and the other. Um, I might actually wind up getting it. it looks pretty good. Uh, I will say one thing that was not in the trailer, but I saw from some. I saw a screenshot of it online. I don't know if it was in somebody's gameplay from those hands-on things that they did. Mm. But instant assassination for bosses seems to be back. It's a little yeah. more challenging. You have to kind of hit the timing right on it, but that's a big deal for me because I like being an assassin in Assassin's yes. Creed. Yeah. Like it having to be like, if you have your stat high enough, then you can be an assassin. Like that doesn't fly with me. I'm not cool with that. Yeah, it defeats the purpose of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> so the idea that you can assassinate bosses and shit by getting the right timing on them is exciting to me. I hope that it plays well in the actual game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any any other thoughts on Valhalla before we move on to what I think at least two of the three of us are more excited for? I'm not sure how. Uh, I like that you can change from uh, male to yes. female. That is pretty point, cool because it, it ties into the the legend oh. that is Ivor. Yes. But uh, I'm not I'm not gonna play as the guy ever. So fair enough. <laughs> uh, I really like the settlement system. I yeah. really like Monteriagioni uh, Villa in the Assassin's Creed games that you kind mm-hmm. of upgraded. And obviously in Brotherhood, you upgraded Rome. And in Revelations, you upgraded Constantinople. And you had the homestead in 3. I kind of always liked that we had like a place that we could upgrade. So I'm a real yeah. big fan of uh, that. Like upgrading the port in uh, 4 as well. Yes. So I'm pretty excited to kind of have that back. The settlement seemed yeah. interesting. I like the idea that you did quests and people would come back and build it up and you would expand it by doing quests. I think that's really cool. So I'm excited for that bit. Uh, overall, as somebody who didn't like Origins, uh, did not love Odyssey, uh, I, I think they kind of sold me on definitely going to pick it up and play it because I think it looks fun uh, for once. Yeah, no, it it does look interesting because it seems... A lot of things that I noticed, it definitely seems to be going back towards... It seems like a middle ground, right? Yeah, like a middle ground. Like, it's a, it's it seems like... That's the best way to put this. Like, you can see there's a flare of the old games. Yeah. Social Stealth back. is back. Yeah, Social Stealth, which is awesome, is back. Um, You know, so that... It, you know, and there were some things that I did notice, you know... Like, it seems to be bringing back, like, the older games of the franchise that everybody knows and loves, where... I mean, it's like the ideas that they had with Origins and uh, Odyssey. You know, it's it's cool, but I I don't know that to me. You know, Sean, we talked about this before. To me, that yeah. doesn't really seem like Assassin's you know what, exactly like when somebody says like Assassin's Creed. Like what I picture is you know Ezio fucking leaping off a rooftop and stab stab. Right, right. Yeah, you know, where you got you know whistling the, and a bunch of arrows come down. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, uh, right. Or you know, like scaling. A yeah. giant building and doing a swan dive off and running yeah. around and having the different hooded, you know, like robes and stuff like that. Not, hey, how much DPS can I do? 
you know, like this one, they're going to kind of let you choose the way you want to play. It seems yeah. like that stuff, if you enjoyed Origins and Odyssey, it's definitely still there. Definitely yeah. Still so, looks I'm, like more in, I'm more in the camp that, you know, I played one and two and Brotherhood and Revelations and three and four. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, these are all kind of similar. And so I kind of bowed out there. Although I hear Syndicate's pretty good. I Unity played... is good. I'm sorry. Unity's good now that it's fixed. People, mm, There's always that first impression. Right. That, that, uh... I know, but people, please go back and play Unity because it is very good. You never yeah. escape the faceless abominations. I'm sorry. I think Unity's the peak of the franchise. But uh, at, at that point, I, I bowed out. And so when they announced Odyssey, uh, I wasn't really feeling... No, nah, Odyssey Origins. I wasn't really feeling the uh, the, the Egyptian area. Yeah, were you, were you referring to to that, Tyler? Yeah, that I, I don't <laughs> I don't like that. That shit makes my skin crawl. <laughs> so, I don't know, if, uh, like in 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 uh, Saints Row Four, there's these yeah. portals that when people walk by them, their their proportions get all weird and like their eye, their models just like bulge out and shit. Or you have a gun that can do that. I don't like any of that. That stuff's <laughs> Not great for me to look at. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I, so when I played Odyssey, I, I played a little bit of Origins. I wasn't really feeling it, but when I played Odyssey. I really liked the, the locale and the, the mechanics there. Yeah. And something that's different, not exactly like Assassin's Creed, but I think that's, that's okay in my book, at least, because you gotta, gotta change somewhere, even if it's. I wish they changed the name. I wish they'd change the name. That's it. That's all it is. Because I feel like it's just kind of using the name. And I've talked about this a million times on this podcast. I just feel like they're using the name because the name sells at this point. And yeah, I'm, but it you have... I don't think you, it's, it doesn't feel like it anymore. It doesn't feel you like... you have it, Assassin's no. Creed and you have whatever this would be called. And then I don't have, think you would have Assassin's Creed anymore. I think they don't want to make those games anymore. I think they don't want to make those games and they just want to make other games, but they feel the need to hold on to that license because it's popular. I say get, stop Assassin's Creed. Be done with it. Because you obviously don't want to make them anymore. I mean, because it's like, you know, on the one hand, it's like, yes, you not have that argument. Even, yeah. But it's also like, you know, there are so many other, like, I guess, environments, really, that they could do, like, an Assassin's Creed game in. That would be cool. Because I know I they have, like, the... Make it. I don't want them to make it. Like, Well, right. But the problem is, is that... Because, like, my thing is, is that... I mean, I'm not a massive fan of the franchise. I like the games. You know, I've played... I played three. I played, um, yeah, I played Revelations. That was actually the first one I ever played, which I actually liked. Um, but you know, I played that. I played three. I played some Syndicate and I've played Origins and I've some Origins and some Odyssey. I mean, it's a fun franchise and stuff, but it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I do agree with you though, Sean. It's like they want to make other games and stuff. And you know, like, you know, like I said, we've talked about this before. They're just slapping the, like, you know, it does, it does feel like they're just kind of slapping the Assassin's Creed title on it just to be like, hey, for the fan base that's still there, it's like, which it, it is very much. It's like, hey, new Assassin's Creed yeah. game coming out. But it's like, we're giving you more of this, like, open world game. And which, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, Assassin's Creed is, yes, an open, open world, world game, but, but not to this extent. No. And, and I mean, the Odyssey team is not even making another Assassin's Creed game because they don't want to. <laughs> And I think it's very clear every time they come out with another Assassin's Creed game that they don't want to make Assassin's Creed games. They want to make other games, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I wish that they'd just make other games. But You're right. They I, should I, just phase it out. 
But I will say I'm happy that at least with this one, they're acknowledging the other side of the fan base and being like, hey, you know what? We're going to put some stuff in there for you too. If you want to play it this way, you can. If you want to play it the other way, you can as well. That's kind of the vibe I've got. Assassin's Creed becomes the new Prince of Persia. (laughs) Fucking do it. I don't care. By by the way, uh, for the Ubisoft forward, if you were expecting Prince of Persia, you're crazy. You're nuts. No, it's never happening. It's never happening. Prince of Persia's fucking done, guys. Yeah, no, it's never happening. Um, That's like me hoping for good bell prices and turnip prices every (laughs) week. You know, it's just, you're you're beating your head against the wall, you know? Yeah, no. You should stop. You should stop. Get some help. Um, But, yeah, I I, I guess uh, I'm probably going to pick it up after I just went on that huge rant about how I don't like the series anymore. (laughs) I'm mad. Still going to get it because I will say, like, again, they're kind of making strides back in the direction that I like. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll meet you in the middle. I'll do that. I'll check out your game. It looks fun. And I do think that Odyssey and Origins have a lot of good stuff in them. I just, again, it's the name. I don't think yeah. they I don't I think the names on there so that they can sell more copies and I don't think they really have all that much to do with Assassin's Creed not just gameplay wise but story wise either. So we're going to finish up on Assassin's Creed we're going to talk about Watch Dogs Legion which I know that both Tyler and I are very excited for. Now I will say this Brendan you watched the trailer earlier I sent you it. Mm. What did you think? It seems nifty. I, I mean, I've never played any of the Watch Dogs games. Neither have I. <laughs> it, I don't know. I, I mean, it looks like, cool, but I probably won't get it. I, I like, I, well, you go first, Sean. I, was, I think the cool thing is, like, it looks like there's an infinite amount of ways to do stuff. Not infinite. Yeah. Amount, yeah. But. I like, I like being able to play as any character in the city, right? That's cool. You don't, you don't have to, like, stick to, like, Someone like Aiden or Marcus, you could be anyone there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they all have like different skills, and they, I'm sure they all draw from some kind of pool that exists underneath all the mechanics. But different skills, weapons, items, things, so you can you can tackle missions in a bunch of different ways. Like I like that that John Wick looking motherfucker they showed. That was in the cool, motorcycle yeah. helmet. And he just busting caps and everyone. And the hacker who's, scenes from the movies. The hacker who's outside. I, I wouldn't. I've never seen those movies. They were creepy. Uh, but the hacker who's outside with the yeah. spider bots and with the drone, and she's blasting people. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to vary up gameplay if you want, and then stuff. Interesting mechanics like like recruiting a doctor to get your people out of the hospital faster, or recruiting a cop to get your people out of jail faster. Yes. So this was stuff that was in the hands-on gameplay that, Brendan, you didn't get a chance to look at. But, you know, a bunch of people got, like, three or four hours with Watch Dogs Legion. And they were talking about really cool stuff. Like, like one of the ones that I think Tyler and I both watched this video. I think it was the ACG video. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, if you if one of the missions is in a construction area and you go in as a construction worker, then they just kind of let you in. And then you keep going, but they'll look at you. If you get too close and they'd be like, you, you don't work here. But so what you can do is while you walk by them, you make their phone ring by hacking it. And then they look down at their phone. They're not looking at you. You walk by. And I just, I think that's like. Yeah. No, that's what they, what cool. they showed in the presentation was uh, an Albion agent, I believe. Yes. Like what Albion's the, the, the corporation that you're fighting against. 
or or at least one of the factions you're fighting against. And so you can, it, it, they say it'll take some work, but you can recruit one of their agents over. And then instead of like having to sneak in or something, you can just walk right in, use your, your key card and stuff. And I think that's a valid way to do it if you want. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's all cool. I think it's very exciting. There's so many different ways to do stuff. I think the world looks really cool from all the open, like the hands-on stuff that we got. Yeah. I think. It, yeah. I also think it's just very. I'm so curious to how it all works on like a, a technical level. Yes. Yes, I agree. How many people can you have at a time? What's the limit of people you can recruit? That's yeah. A, that's crazy. I don't know. I would assume that you can get rid of them and replace them with new guys, but how, what's the limit at, that you can have at a time? You know? Uh, like 50? I don't know. Is it like 10? Is it much smaller than 50? I don't know. I, I'm interested. I think it it's going to be exciting to, to see that play out. I think it looks different than a lot of stuff, and that's what makes me excited. Yeah. I will say, it releases October 29th of this year, so I'm definitely going to be picking that up. But... Mm-hmm. They had that short film at the beginning that was kind of cool, but yeah. also they used that super famous poem from uh, like Nazi Germany, the one that's like first they came for the yada yada, and that that felt. Oh, that's where oh. that poem came from. Yeah, I had no idea. I was just like, this this bit is taking a, a minute. Uh, yeah, so that is a poem. It's I was like, from, what are you, dude? It was written after the war in Germany. It was written in 1946. And uh, the it says first they came uh first wait let's see uh, there's many versions but uh this is the one that uh is most well known or I guess the one that's on the tombstone of the guy who wrote it says uh they came first for the communists and I didn't speak up because I wasn't communist they came for the they then then they came for the Jews and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew then they came for the trade unionists and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist then they came for the Catholics and I didn't speak up because I was Protestant then they came for me and by that time no one was left to speak up talking about how the Nazis rose to power and every time they chose the other group wouldn't you know they wouldn't it's they're not us so we're fine and then eventually there was nobody left to speak up for them. And that plays at the beginning of that short film or throughout that short film. And I felt that was a, a poor case. Yeah. It's a little on the nose there. Yeah. I thought that was, <laughs> I mean, I get but, the sentiment. I do. Yeah. The, but the, a little bad timing on that. The, yeah. the, the short film itself that is, uh, definitely had some like, Spider-Verse vibes, though. It did. It did. It was cool. It was a cool short film. Like, it looked cool. I just thought that, that the usage of that was weird and a little, yeah. a little, a little maybe in bad taste. But uh, speaking of that, Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla are both going to be utilizing smart delivery. And on PlayStation, they are getting free upgrades, but it was not advertised during the show. I had to do some digging. I had to look it up. But um, Watch Dogs Legion and... Uh, and yeah, so Valhalla do we, do we know? Okay, is it? I guess I don't know. Like, really confirmed, or has anybody ever re- said anything along the lines of? Um, because I was talking to someone else about this yesterday. So, so for example, like, say I buy Valhalla and I start playing it on my PS4. Then the PS5 comes out. I buy a PS5. I get the free upgrade. Does my data save That's and transfer? That's the question. I don't know. Yeah, because no one has said anything, and you know, I would hope so. 
I would know? Yeah, because it would suck there... if you finish, like, or you're, like, really far into the game and you've done, like, all the side quests in one area and you're, like, really oh. far with, like, your settlement and then you get the upgraded copy. You're like, cool, I have a PS5. It's next gen. It'll run. I get the free upgrade. And then you have to start all over again. Maybe and... they'll, maybe they'll oh, do okay. something, like, uh, yeah. account-based, you know? Like, like maybe. To your PS account. Yeah, that's what I, I know, was to, like maybe like I know cloud saves the data or something. Also doing the upgrade, and I would yeah, I would that's another question. That's, all that stuff's gonna carry over. That's like a service game. You gotta, you can't just you got, it. Mm-hmm. You got, you got. And I mean, Ubisoft games aren't short. No, <laughs> no. So I definitely, yeah, I, I that Especially something be, like Odyssey. So yeah, you know, that how it's supposed to be bigger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's not get started on that again. So the final thing that they showed at Ubisoft Forward was Far Cry 6. Uh, I watched the trailer. Brendan, you watched it, right? Yeah, it actually uh, looks pretty cool. You watched yeah, it? I watched the trailer. It was just a cinematic uh, trailer, but oh my god, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, I love him. He's so a great good. actor. He's so good. He's in Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. He's in The Mandalorian? He is in The Mandalorian. He, he plays Moff Gideon. Yep. But Far Cry 6... Uh, Giancarlo Esposito saving that shit. Uh, he's awesome. All right. The popular theory is the kid boss from Far Cry 3. No. You don't think so? A lot of no. people are assuming that it is mainly because of the fact that if you look at his one eyebrow, he's got the scar there, similar yes. to Voss. And if you look at the face, you can definitely see a lot of similar structures, like within the eyes, like the nose and the mouth. But the thing is, is and I was talking to... um. One of my friends who, like, he played the crap out of Far Cry 3. He loved <laughs> Far Cry 3. He was telling me, he goes, well, if you look back in the game, he goes, Voss was, like, a native of that Yeah, island he's a native of the island. And also, so that like, kid had a modern cell phone. Yeah, exactly. And if this, yeah, and so, you know, and that was the thing that, you know, my buddy was saying. He was like, yeah, he goes, it'd be a little weird if, he goes, if, the, if you know, Voss is a native to that island, how, you know, how does this work you know like how how does this tie in you know this that and the other so yeah i feel like that's just a popular thing i feel like you know ubisoft at this point in time they're kind of like they're almost like giving false breadcrumbs out there where they're like oh yeah we're gonna make this kid look a lot like Voss, but it's not gonna be Voss unless because i've heard also too that yeah exactly um i also heard isn't that this game supposed to be a prequel to three no, well, I heard something about, about. I heard a rumor about that. Is that that's the question: Is this going to be a prequel to three, where Voss is that is that kid, and this mm. is Voss's, like? I think the thing that it kind of came from is that Voss's actor recently. First of all, Voss's actor has worked with uh, Giancarlo Esposito on Breaking Bad before. And that's right. The other thing was he said recently in an a Reddit AMA he was like maybe I'll reprise the character. Who knows? And like, like maybe yeah. like, who knows? Maybe I will reprise the role very soon, and then like the little thumbs or a thumb, little uh, uh, tongue sticking out emoji. So I, I mean, there are some questions about it. I'm not ready to rule it out completely that it's not him. I think yeah. they could do some weird uh, shit with it, but I, uh, I, I think say it's, it's not him. But also, I've never played a Far Cry game and have no stake in it. Okay, really? are you? I own Far Cry, Far Cry Five. Uh, and Far I, played, Cry 4. I played the opening section of five, and I was getting chased, and I didn't have a gun. I got kind of anxious, and I was just like, "I'm, I'm gonna put this down for a minute and play something safe." I, I've never played three, 
I've seen playthroughs of three, and it looks really good. Four, I played, and I finished, and it was really, really, really good. I liked four a lot. I think it's on sale right now. That's the one with Troy Baker as the main villain. I think so. Oh, is he? I think he's the main villain. I, I don't. I don't remember. Far but Cry Four villain. But it's yeah, Troy Baker. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Far Cry Four. I Pagan Min. Yeah. Yeah, Pagan Min. Yeah. That game's a lot of fun. Um. So I re- I definitely recommend Four. The the game is just an absolute blast, and I love everything you can do in it. I did not. I never played Primal. I saw some gameplay and stuff of it, but I heard Primal was not very good. Um, well, you know, Primal doesn't have any guns or anything. Well, and that was the thing is I because I think that would arrows and spears. And I think it had also just released off of four, like it came out after. Yeah, it, it, I believe it was because it, it was middle game. It's yeah. just like Blood Dragon and New Dawn, yeah. but that one basically had like a reskin version of the four map in some kind of capacity. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's, yeah, yeah. Also they did like, what they could with. But, you know. I mean, it was a cool end concept, but it's like, if you look at Far Cry 4, where you can get up in a Whirly gig, like, gyrocopter, and drop C4 down on people, and just blow shit to hell, or unleash a Bengal tiger on a camp, and then you go to, oh, you have a stick <laughs> that you can poke people with. It's like, okay. Yeah. Definitely um, an extreme change. Yeah. But I did hear that it was just the... Far Cry 4 map, but just like reskin to make it look more ancient. Which is kind of what they did with New Dawn as well, right? Like they reskinned. The yeah, Far Cry yeah, but New Dawn is a, a like a direct sequel of Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to yeah. be like sort of that area, but in the apocalypse or something like that, if I remember correctly. I heard that New Dawn was pretty good though, and I also heard that Blood Dragon was really good as well. That cool. was the like that was the three kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, the middle game for three. Yeah, yeah, um, and then Blood Dragon got a sequel yes, in the it, form of a Trials game. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna move us on to Far Cry Six. That releases February 18th, 2021. I don't think we've seen anywhere near enough to give an opinion really on it. But uh, yeah, no gameplay. So. Yeah, and again, you know, it's, it's Ubisoft. Far Cry. Yeah, it's and it's Ubisoft. Their cinematic trailers are always freaking gorgeous and yes. phenomenal. So last thing we're going to say, Ubisoft is charging lots of money for their new games. Both Far Cry 6 and AC Valhalla have Ultimate Editions that cost $120. I also heard a rumor that supposedly with next-gen, like PS5 and Xbox Series X, that they're actually going to raise the price yeah, of games. Yeah, we talked about that last yeah. week. Oh, did you? Okay. We're not that sure. Happened, that happened yeah. with uh, the 2K, 2K. Yeah. but I've heard mm-hmm. the publishers from, from some company that works with a lot of publishers that they're also thinking about moving that direction. That's okay, yeah. you know. If it happens, yeah. it happens. People are gonna yeah. I mean, because they'll take it hard for the first year or two, but yeah, because you know, it's like because then I was just kind of looking at it, it's like, all right, well, if they're gonna raise everything, so it'd be like, okay, the base game would go from like sixty to seventy, and then the exclusive edition, like, hopefully those wouldn't move or they'd go down. If anything, if you're charging more for the base edition, that means that you can charge less for these ultimate editions. Because the reason these ultimate editions cost so much is because like they're trying to recoup on. <laughs> yeah, on but I mean, I feel. Game. But also, the thing is too is like there's exclusive like incentive things that you would get. Oh, like, yeah. For example, yeah. like with Tsushima, like you got the Steel Book, or I mean, obviously, like the very big deluxe packages where it's like you get the exclusive 
console. Like, yeah, that's obviously yeah. going to be more money because you're getting a whole console and the game for it. And it's a reskinned version of the console. That makes right. sense. We cannot talk about this right now. We are going way long. I'm going to cut us Sorry. off here. Uh, that's all right. Uh, we're going to hit the upcoming releases, which you wrote down uh, a couple of them, Tyler, and I went to go to double check to make sure there was anything else interest, n- nothing else interesting on there, and there wasn't. So um, July 23rd, uh, Carry On releasing on PC, Xbox One, and Switch. I don't know what that is. Uh, and I do know that what Crisis Remastered is, and that is releasing on Switch as well on uh, July 23rd. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, because the, the console and PC version got... Uh, delayed, but the Switch version. I mean, there's not much else you can do to that one. So. No, right? Yeah, it's just kind of how it is. Uh, and Carry On is a reverse horror game in which you assume the role of an amph- amorphous creature of unknown origin, stalking and consuming those who imprisoned you. And it is a 2D uh, action yeah. game. So, so cool. wait, spoilers for a second. Do you remember uh, Inside? Uh, I've heard about it, but I didn't play it. Okay, well, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. <laughs> Should I, should I play it? It's an interesting puzzle game. Like a okay. 2D puzzle kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Alright, that's the show. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TylerTylerRims. That's T-Y-L-E-R, T-Y-L-E-R-I-M-S. Uh, I retweet a bunch of stuff. Uh, I also retweet everything else that I do, uh, like Ride or Die and Trouble the Tipton and and all the angles. So uh, you can all find that stuff there. It's okay. The, the the Twitters are in my bio. Just go go there, please. Yeah. <laughs> not please. Um, I'm not begging. Just that sounds <laughs> real pathetic when I, when I say it like that. That's Brandon, it. what about you? Where can people find you? Um, my very you know barren landscape of a Twitter. Um, which is uh, zodiac underscore seventy. Uh, you could follow me there if you feel inclined. I'm trying to get better with it. Um. <laughs> You know, retweeting stuff, tweeting stuff, you know, that the good spiel. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK, and you guys can find this show and others on the Mercury Movie Blog podcast feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, and Overcast. You guys can also follow Mercury Movie Blog on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next time on the next episode of The Game Over Screen. Game over.